Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lincoln's Musical Podcast. Yes, um, if you are joining us once more, this is a podcast wherein I discuss musicals of all types. Stage musicals, movie musicals, special episodes of television that had musicals involved in them. You name it, I've got it, and we are here discussing it today. We have a really special treat for you. That treat being Beauty and the Beast, the musical. And oh my goodness, I am very excited for you all joining us. I sound very sarcastic for some reason. I assure you I am very, very excited. Um, but in all seriousness, um, for those of you who don't know, last time we talked about Moana. And I don't know, this, this brings us to our fifth one. So it's kind of a milestone that we have made it thus far. Um, so I'm really excited. Um, if actually, if you see my playlist on Spotify, it has the four albums, which are the po- we've talked about in the podcast thus far. Um, so this kind of feels like a real milestone. We've made it past. Um, for those of you who don't know, I've made it. I don't, I, again, I don't know how we're going to be releasing these. If they're going to be daily releases or weekly. Um, technically, I did my uh, the Moana one yesterday. Um, but yeah, we're, we're coming at you. This will be probably a, a daily summer thing. Um, we'll be having some special guests relatively soon in the coming episodes, so you'll definitely want to tune in for that. Um, but, but I digress. We've spent enough time with this intro as is. So let's get into discussing Beauty and the Beast. So the first thing I always do is I love to give you guys a little summary of what it's about. Um, so we're going to do that. For those of you who don't know, who aren't huge Disney fans, which I don't know many who are not, um, but Beauty and the Beast is kind of the story of uh, a young prince who is greedy, selfish, and spoiled, who makes the mistake of crossing this very, very dangerous enchantress who curses him to become a beast when she discovers he does not have any love in his heart but for anyone but himself. Um, and he's doomed to remain that beast unless he can find love in his heart to find someone else to love him and to earn their love in return. Um, and so that, that's kind of what the plot's about, and they wonder who could love a beast, and the story basically answers that question. That question is answered by our heroine, Belle, um, who's the daughter of an inventor who kind of has to rescue, starts out to rescue her father from this beast, but grows to love him. Um, and it's kind of a love, it's a very sweet Disney little, Disney love story. It's very powerful, it's very wonderful, it's a great time, it's one of the very, uh, OG original gangster Disney movies, very popular, very wonderful. Um, it was composed by the great Alan Menken, and the lyricists were Howard Ashman and Tim Rice. Um, and again, it's just, it's, it's a wonderful piece, and I, and now I'm just, and now I'm, I'm just, that was a summary of it, and that kind of tells you a little bit about it. Um, and it was actually a fun fact. Its first performance was November 28th in 1993. So that tells you a little bit about where um, where this was first uh, performed and how long ago it was first performed. Um, but it is still winning hearts, and it's probably one of the greatest love, Disney love stories ever told um, in my personal unbiased opinion but i'm gonna get into that a little bit later um but yeah i think it's it's hard to hate this show and i know i'm we haven't really gotten to describe me reviewing it and stuff like that but i'll just say this is a wonderful story and i can't wait to discuss it with you we're gonna go into that um so as you all know i like to kind of break down 
why this musical is important to me, how I came upon it, what it's meant to me. So let's get into that. So this musical, unlike the other ones in this list, I kind of discovered fairly early on my own. Um, I had listened to, I, I remember watching Beauty and the Beast for the first time, the animated movie, and loving it. It was actually the very first Disney princess movie that I had ever watched. Before that, it had all been um, Mickey Mouse and um, Winnie the Pooh and other such things like that. But they had not, I not really focused in Disney princess because I thought, ew, I'm a boy, I couldn't like that, that's weird. Um... However, that movie quickly changed my mind and led me to many, many other fantastic Disney uh, princess stories such as Little Mermaid, such as Mulan, such as, um, uh, I, I'm completely blanking, but I'm sure you all know many more. You can insert them as you listen to me if you wish and completely yell at me for not knowing more off the top of my head um, because arguably... I am just much just as big a Disney nerd as I am a um, musical theater nerd. So again, like I said, um, Disney, Beauty and the Beast did play a huge role in my life. But back to the sub main subject, this being that um, I had heard the the original movie, and actually, fun fact, I the first copy that I of the movie that I had was the extended version. So I had the song such as. I had this. I had listened to the song "Human" again on the original in that movie, and I didn't know it was a special edition version. I just, I that was the first version I got, and I didn't know that was originally was not in the original cut of the movie. Um, but I digress. So I started looking when I was really starting to get into musicals. I was looking around for Beauty and the Beast and discovered that it was a show. And actually, um, I believe I must have been five or six years old, but my, my parents, my little brother and I, we all went to, I believe, AT&T Center, and we saw Beauty and the Beast while it was touring, and it was quite an amazing experience. For One of the biggest regrets, I, I do not remember it all that well, but the parts I do remember are truly stunning and truly amazing. Um... And seeing live theater like that at such a young age, I felt like I was a kid in a candy store. And while I didn't, while I barely remember any of it, it was one of the most crazy experiences ever. Going downtown, sitting in those seats, and watching actors bring that story to life like that was truly something to behold. Um, at long, a little bit long after that, not long after that actually, I would start research, looking at um, clips of the show and songs from the musical and just watching certain casts perform it. I would watch from live, like, live theater performances to um, uh, professional performances to um, student school productions. And I just loved watching um, them all far and few between. Um, it's truly a special show. It, it, it holds a special place in my heart. I always remember wanting to be either Gaston or um, Lumiere. Um, and I'm sure everyone else has their their own belief on what they would have liked to play. Um, but as, interestingly, it kind of faded out of my mind of what I would like to do, of a show I would like to be in for a little bit. And it recently came back around when I was in, um, I believe, seventh grade, and I was trying to cast it with my friends. And I wanted to, I said, I'm going to put this show on, and there's no one to stop me. Um, but then I realized I don't have any enough money to put on a show, let alone the time or bandwidth to schedule a cast. So, um and then it kind of went away again um, because I was moving into eighth grade and, and things got really, really busy from there. And other musicals came along. However, recently I came back to it and um, it's still just... It's, I think that's what's the best part about the show. And I'll get back to that as well. That it's something that you can 
put down for a long time and then come back to and have a smile on your face. It's not, I don't think you can really get tired of this um, soundtrack. It's always put a smile on my face whenever I get to listen to it. Um, whether I'm doing homework, whether I'm doing the dishes, whether I'm just sitting down and I'm watching a play version of it, whether I'm in the I'm I'm jamming out to be our guest or Gaston with my friends, I'm always I'm I always enjoy it. So I will say that it's a it's special in that regard. Um, moving forward, um, it's actually interesting. This year, before this quarantine took place, the show we were doing this year was going to be Beauty and the Beast. Um, and I had been cast as Maurice, the father. And actually, uh, what I like about the show, another thing I like about the show is that you can find things in each character. It's while there are definitely main characters to play with, um, and you aspire to play those roles. I honestly think you can be happy with any role, really. And another fun thing about the show is that when people ask you who you play, you can be you can look at their face and confidently say, I am playing the the fork. I am playing the plate. I am playing this this kitchen, insert kitchen appliance here, and feel like you're the coolest person on the planet because I have watched so many Be Our Guest performances and it is so cool to watch those, um, the actors in the costumes of the kitchen appliances doing the dances and it, it's so much fun to watch. And I personally would love to be a part of the Beauty and the Beast show when I get older for sure. I And I wouldn't be satisfied with any role I got really. So, and I have a few roles I would aspire to, to, to play if I was to be cast in one. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my story with it. Um, that's where I am. And it's just so, it's so special. So I'm going to tell you guys my, my bet, my favorite song about it. My favorite song and then my least favorite song, um, which is always, the least favorite song is always the toughest one. And I actually, for this one, it's probably going to be the favorite one. It's also really tough because um, I'm, I like both. I like, um, I like all these songs so much. So I'm just going to say my first favorite song going off the cuff of my head is probably If I Can't Love Her from this soundtrack. And yeah, you're like, Lincoln, oh my gosh, you're not saying Gaston. You're not saying Be Your Guest. And I'm going to say... It's If I Can't Love Her, because If I Can't Love Her is actually, I say, I consider one of the songs in my repertoire. Um, I actually sang with it and prepared it before I auditioned for The Beast this year. And personally, it um, I love that song so, so, so much. And it's such, it tells such a beautiful story because um, it's just, it's hard to kind of put into words. Um, that this is a story of a, of a young man who is so desperate and so scared of what his life has become. His mistake has cost him and the people he care about cares about um, so much pain and so much suffering, and and he's regretting so much what he has become and how far he has come. And that if he can't learn to love someone, then this mistake he has made will stick, and that's and there will be nothing he can he could have done about it. Um, and that's why I think it's just such a heavy song. Um, there are some songs in the musical that are not in the movie, and all of them are fantastic, but that one just really sticks out to me as a special song in my heart. Um, so I will say, If I Can't Love Her is probably my favorite song, even though it is not in the original movie, or in the extended movie, actually. So if you get a chance to listen to the soundtrack, 
by all means listen to If I Can't Love Her. Terrence Mann does a great job. And actually go on YouTube and look up Beauty and the Beast musical If I Can't Love Her. You'll find so many amazing beasts who do it such amazing justice. I cannot recommend a specific one to you at the moment. But I guarantee you will not be dissatisfied by whatever version you listen to. Um, now, uh, then transferring over to my least favorite song. Again, I hate to do this. And I really, I, I don't, I really don't have a least favorite. But for this, for the sake of this musical, this podcast, and for the sake of being fair, for the other ones I've said I have a least favorite. Um, and I've struggled with those. I'm going to struggle with this one too and say, um, something there, and I hate saying that, I hate saying that, because that's such a sweet little song, and it, it actually does, for this musical, it holds a lot of character development, because for the first time we see the Beast learning to be a, a more nice, a nicer person, and becomes, and softens up a bit from this very cruel, very childish beat, uh, persona we see in the act one and here we see a, a more kinder soul behind him and we even begin to, we got to go with bell on that journey that maybe he wasn't bad as bad as i thought he was going to be we kind of see her, him be humanized and we begin to see why begin to understand the seeds of why she's going to fall in love with him um and personally it's just such a sweet song but Compared to the other very wide and intense and amazing songs within this soundtrack, I gotta put this one as my least favorite just compared to all the other ones. And that is saying, and that's not, and, and that's not to say this, that song's bad, but compared to the other ones, that's, that's my least favorite. Um, in terms of reviewing it, I believe, like I said earlier, it, it's a show that I don't think you can get tired of. And it's a, a show that's so special that... Honestly, and I'm 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 gonna stake myself on this that you could go, you could listen to this, um, like at least like a like a you can like jam it out to this like two two to three weeks, put it down, and then three months later come back to it and fall right back in love with it again. And I I guarantee you that. Um, uh, personally, I don't know, cause I cause um, I don't know. I have such sporadic. Um, distances from when I listen to this soundtrack, um, that, and follow this show and look for, and watch versions of this show on the interwebs, I sound like an old man, um, and every time I watch it, it, my heart just grows fonder for the piece, and it is something I've wanted to be a part of for a long, long, long time, so I will definitely say that I would be down to watch that take place, and I would, I would definitely want to see... Uh, to be a part of that show one day, and I hope that this coming year, give if all should go well, that I'll be able to perform as Maurice in um, for my last year, as I'm going to be a senior this coming year. Um, but yeah, all that to say that that, that that's kind of how I, my review for it. That's kind of my uh, talking points on it, and um, I will say it's it's very the the, the mute the. I really can't say too many negative things about it, and I know that for some of I've given some. I I, I kind of I feel like looking back at Moana yesterday, I kind of cringe because I was being a little, maybe a bit too critical on the movie. I I was trying to be nice about it. I feel like I kind of was, but um, there were points where I was like, I'm being too harsh on this ch- on this musical for ch- this movie slap musical for children. Um, but now I'm just trying to be, make sure I'm being fair about it. But honestly, I feel like. Of all all ages, you can appreciate this. Like, I know that I love it. 
I loved it when I was seven. I love it when I'm now that I am seventeen. Um, I know that when I was little, my dad and I used to sing around to Gaston, and we there will be times where we still do, um, because we, when we went to see the live action movie, that's all we talked about. Um, and believe me, we'll talk more about the live action movie on another podcast because that's actually on the playlist as well. And I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but that's a whole other beast, and we're gonna no pun intended there. Um, we're going to talk about that then. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I really wanted to say about it. Um, and actually, no, before I, I go, I want to go and shout, give a little love to my Beauty and the Beast uh, cast. I hope you are all healthy, happy, and safe. Um, you all mean the world to me. I cannot wait to see all of you again. And um, I actually want to give a shout out to my stage daughter, Terry, um, who is not going to be with us next year because she's moving. So she won't be able to be she was going to be our bell in the show. And I don't know who's replacing her, but she was amazing while she was there. She has a beautiful voice and she's going to be amazing. Terry, all the love in the world goes to you right now. Um, But yeah, that's kind of all I really want to talk about. So let's get into what. It's quickly given my favorite part of the podcast, and what I think is, at this point, if you've been listening, is anyone's favorite part of this podcast, is the dream casting of the show. And if you are just joining us, basically, when I dream cast, I pick musical theater celebrities, sometimes just normal singers who I want to see on Broadway. I, 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 I select and say, if I could see this so-and-so play this role, and I kind of create this dream cast that if I could see them live, if I had enough money in my wallet, I could fly to New York and see, then that's what I would see. And actually, this is interesting because, um, fun fact, back in 2019, um, there were rumors that they were going to be doing a Beauty and the Beast revival. And I'm not entirely sure if that's still going to happen given the circumstances of everything that's continuously going on right now but ultimately i just wanted to bring that up and say um if it happens hey casting directors if you somehow find the podcast of this young nerd of theater all things theater and you think oh that's a good cast maybe we should just skip the audition process and pick these folk um (laughs) uh that's that i'm totally joking but again if you find this don't hesitate to maybe think about these people because I thought about it and I think they would be great. Um, but I'm already, um, but you know what? We're just going to jump right into casting here. And while I cast, for those of you who know, I give a little shout out to the folks in the OG original Broadway soundtrack. I give them love. I give them respect. And sometimes, um, for those of you like who listened to the Moana podcast yesterday, will know that I did definitely talk about, um, I kind of said, you know, I some I, 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 I said I would bring from the original movie, if they're from a movie, I would bring the original cast members back to Broadway to play in these roles again, honestly, that I would be willing to do that. So that might happen here. It might not, but we'll see what happens. So let's um, dive right in, as the kids would say, um, or as the swimmers would say. Maybe the kids swimmers. The kids swimmers would say it. Um, so let's get into this. Um, so we're first looking at our leading lady, Belle. And I'm going to say it right here, right now. Um, I'm going to say I would love to see Philippa Sue play Belle. Because let me just say, for those of you who don't know who Philippa Sue is from, she is best known for her work as Elizabeth Schuyler, future, soon-to-be Elizabeth Hamilton in the musical Hamilton, which was our very first podcast. Um, 
I think this is great. We're giving Philip Sue a lot of love. We actually talked about her yesterday on the podcast a bit. But she has this just amazing voice, and she's such a fantastic actress. Um, and I think she would just bring the something to the role that I think very... To play Belle, I think you need someone who can really who can really sell the emotions can really fall in can really sell the ability to fall in love to to bring that energy that vivacity that spunkiness that feisty nature that makes us love bell but also this really loving and nurture caring nature that that she we see through her father and through um through eventually the beast so i think that that I think Philip Sue could do that really well. I think she would be able to. I, th- I would be very lucky and happy to see that. And if I could pick any actress, it would probably be her. And I'm, I, I'm trying to see if I could have a second choice. Because sometimes, for those of you who know, I do say I have two choices. But here, I'm just going to say my she's kind of my only choice that comes to my brain right now. But as you all know, there have been times where at the po- next podcast, I bring up a second choice if it comes into my head. But for right now, for my money, I would see her as Belle. Um, Philip Sue. So now we move on to the Beast or the Prince himself. Um, and fun fact, this is one of the roles I would love to play in, in being the Beast. Um, and I am going to say if I could pick anybody to play the Beast, and I was thinking about this, and I actually thought about this podcast in advance because I was like, who could do this role justice? Who could do this role justice? And you know what? And I'm, and it's really tough to say this because I'm gonna think of some other people as I mentioned this name. I can already feel myself doing that. I'm gonna say Anthony Ramos. I'm gonna say Anthony Ramos. I would like to see Anthony Ramos play the Beast because he, I don't know. I, I maybe it comes from me seeing him as Usnavi and in the Heights from a certain production, and he's gonna be playing him in the movie. I, I literally can't wait for that. But that's a whole other story. But. He can really convey emotion well in a way that I didn't think he could before I saw Hamilton, like, when I saw him in Hamilton. Um, but I just think it would be a really refreshing and unexpected casting, and I think it would be really re- a really cool thing to see. And now as I'm saying it, I'm going to double cast this, I'm going to see it two nights, and my second night, I definitely want to see Michael Arden play the Beast for the second night. And if you don't know who Michael Arden is, he played another sort of beastly character in Quasimodo in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which should have gone to Broadway. It was off Broadway, but I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not envious or angry about that. No, I, I am. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely like to see him play the Beast as well. He has such a fantastic voice. He has such great acting as Quasimodo, and his, if you want to know something to listen to him in, literally type up Hunchback of Notre Dame musical uh, made of stone, get ready to have goosebumps all up and down your arms and your legs and whatever else you get goosebumps, but he would do a fantastic job, and so my two choices for Beast would be Anthony Ramos and Michael Arden. Um, moving forward to ugh, the burly, brawny, thick-headed Gaston. Um, very self-centered, very egotistical, very hilarious, and, you know, for, and this is, again, a really tough decision, um, but I'm gonna go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and say I want to see Hugh Jackman play Gaston, and 
Um, fun fact for those of you who do not know, he actually has played Gaston before. I believe he did it in New York. And I would like to see him do it again. I'm going to say I want to see him do it again. That's what I would like to see. Um, just because I feel like Hugh Jackman has this very voracious, very charismatic presence. Like, when he walks in the room, you're like, oh, wow, that's Hugh Jackman. That man never ages. That man is fantastic. I actually, if you don't know what he's been in, oh my god, what are you missing? He's been in the X-Men franchise, which that's the worst thing he's been in, in my opinion. Um, he was in The Greatest Showman, he was in Les Mis, we're going to talk about that eventually on this podcast, don't you get me wrong on that, we'll actually be talking about Greatest Showman at some point. Um, we're going to talk, um, and then of course he's been in, uh, oh my goodness, he's, re- he's um, oh my lord. What happened there? Um, I completely had a brain fart. He he's going to be in the 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 hope is he'll be in the Music Man with Sutton Foster eventually when this is all this pandemic this quarantine has ceased, um, and I'm very looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I will say I would like to see him as um, our guest on, and I'm gonna stick with that choice because another option came in my head, but I want to see him in something else, and you'll hear it in a second for sure. And that is Lumiere, the candelabra, the singer of Be Our Guest, the lead front man. Um, Now, this is another role I very, very much would love to play one day. As As an aspiring showman, I just think Lumiere is the best role. Um, He's very quick-witted. He's very charming. He's very, very, very present. And I would love... I would love the chance to play that role. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and say I have two choices. I'm going to double cast this too. And I'm going to say that for one night, I would like to see the wonderful Christopher Sieber play Lumiere for the first night. I would go to see it. And if, if you don't know what Christopher Sieber is from, he was in Shrek the Musical. He was in, more recently, The Prom. Um, oh my gosh, I wish I... I I, I need to start pulling up these people's resumes so I can have them up so I can like literally point to what he's been in. But he is such a amazingly funny person. Uh, he has this amazingly funny energy to him. He's very enthusiastic. He has some great dance ability, and I think he would do an amazing job as Lumiere. He would have me on the floor laughing and rolling on the floor laughing in the theater. <clears throat> and I think he would just do a really, really great job. And he's the vo- first person that comes to my mind. So I'm going to say that I would like to see him be played. He would play Lumiere for the first night. And I know I, and I also said I'm going to double cast this one because my second choice is the great Alex Brightman. You heard me right, folks. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. He played Beetlejuice in Beetlejuice the Musical. Is this a, a sentence that I'm saying Beetlejuice in, like, 17 times. Yes, it is. Um, he was also Mr. Dewey Finn in School of Rock, and he is such a bright ball of energy. And that is probably the weirdest sentence I have said in this podcast, but he truly is one of those people that once you see him on stage, you you your eyes don't leave him. So I think he would just bring in the Lumiere that would be stunning and would be great. And I would love to see him or Christopher Sieber play Lumiere in my dream cast of Beauty and the Beast. Um, now moving on to ugh the, co- the clock, the strict 
wound up clocked himself Cogsworth. And here, I only have, and as I say that that's not true, I have two choices for my Cogsworth. Uh, it's another double casting. I'm double casting a lot of people today. Um, so my first choice is going to be Gray Henson. And as far as I know, I only know him from Mean Girls the Musical. He plays Damien. He's very hilarious and very, he's one of the narrators of the story in the in the show. Um, and I just think he would do a really funny job. He has a lot of range. I think it would be a complete shift from what he, he played as Damien. Um, and I would just like to see what he would do with that. I think it would be kind of funny. Um, so I'll say... It's a very bizarre choice, but I think it would have the potential to be a very funny choice. So that's who I would pick for that. Um, and my second choice, my double cast, my other double cast, my other casted person is Cogsworth would be um, the great Nathan Lane, <coughs> Timon in the original Lion King film. The um, he was and Gomez Adams in the original Broadway cast of Adams Family. And in so, so, so many more movies and musicals and in plays. And I would love to see him play Cogsworth. He has this very dry wit sense of humor about him. And I feel like he would just do such an amazing job as, with, with Cogsworth. He probably would be my first choice. Um, but I already double-casted it, so I'm going to keep it double-casted. Um, but yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun to see him um, do that. I think he'd, he'd do a great job and... I think I don't want to do a really good job, but probably if I had to pick my my top choice would be Nathan Lane. So yeah, um, promptly moving along to the great Mrs. Potts because we have a, a few more characters. We have a bunch of more characters to go, not too many, but a considerable amount. And we are probably way we are probably really down the line now. <clears throat> we have the wonderful Mrs. Potts and this character. While I was thinking of double casting it, no, I'm going to keep it at one person. Surprise, surprise, I'm going to do that. And it's going to be Beth Leval, who plays um, who plays Dee Dee Allen in The Prom, the musical. And again, she's probably been in much, much more, but that's what I know her from at this exact moment. So I'm going to say for my money, I would like to see her um, as, as Mrs. Potts. She just has this, um, an amazing voice. I think she would do Beauty and the Beast so, so well. And I would love to see that happen. And, and actually, maybe that's just my nerd coming out because she actually, in, in one of the songs, her character played Beauty and the Beast. Fun fact, um, the main characters of the prom are actually four old, um, I don't want to say washed up because they're not washed up. They're amazing Broadway stars. <laughs> so um, I just think that, that would be very, very cool <clears throat> to see her do that. Not only just because she's she was in... Um, she was that she was in that show. Um I'm gonna say for Chip, um, that being Mrs. Potts' son, the little teacup, I'm gonna say I wanna see Gaten Mazzaro playing that role. And I'm probably mispronouncing his name. If I am, I apologize. You all know I know him from Into the Woods, um, from the Hollywood Bowl. Um you all will and from a, a James Corden thing, but I think everyone really knows the guy. From Stranger Things. Dun -dun 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 -dun. <laughs> um, but yeah, in all seriousness, he has a fantastic voice. Um, he true, he truly does. And I think while Chip doesn't have too much to sing, I think he would be, and he's he's a, he's hit puberty probably. But I think it would be kind of cute and fun to see him do that. So you know what? For my money, I'm gonna cast him cast this Chip. That's all I have to say because he's because I he played Gavroche in Les Mis as well and. 
he was so tiny, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's amazing. <clears throat> um, now moving on to Belle's father, Maurice, or the role I was going to play in my school production. And for that, and as I'm saying it, you know what? This may be the 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 diversity pushing side of me, but I want to see Andre DeShields play um, Maurice. And if you don't know, he originated the role of the Wiz in The Wiz. Um, he was in Hades Town as Hermes, and he is just such an amazing actor. He has such a great voice. And I, I don't know. I think he, he, he's very bizarre. He's a bizarre guy. And honestly, the entire cast of, of, um, Beauty and the, of Hades Town, Hades Town, excuse me, Hades Town is very, very, very bizarre. And so I'm going to say that, um, I love to see him play Maurice. I just, and now I just think with Philippa Sue doing, um, and him doing no matter what would be really sweet and it'd be really interesting to see how he would go about creating that role. So I'm going to say, I love to see Maurice played by Andre DeShields. Um, then moving promptly along to LeFou, or Gaston's, um, even dumber sidekick, as we all know him, um, and you know what, for this guy, I'm gonna say, and I've been shouting him out for the longest time now, if you've been watching this podcast, listening to this podcast, you know, Mr. Benjamin Platt, oh my goodness, this man, um, he is a fantastic singer, he has such a great vocal range, he is a comedic, he has such great comedic timing, don't believe me, go watch Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect 2, he is very talented, I think he would do a good job, so I'm gonna cast him as, um, Arla Fu, and actually, um, I just, the shout out to Brandon, to Ben Platt, if y'all haven't watched, listened to, watched his concert at Radio City Music Hall on Netflix, which I'm planning to watch tonight, or at some point, very, very soon, um, uh, go look at this man, check it out, he's so great, um, I actually had the privilege of watching him and his two brothers perform on the Obama, LeBron James graduation video, and he was great, so, Definitely check him out. Um, but yeah, that's going to be Juan's LeFou. Moving quickly along, we only have three more to go. I know if you'll be seeing y'all real troopers. Um, moving forward to Madame de la Grande Bouche, or the wardrobe, or the big cabinet, as probably us layman people know her as. Um, for her, I'm going to say Kristen Chenoweth. And, I probably, and this will be, this, I think, the second musical that I put... Ben Platt and Kristen Chenna within the same dream cast, um, wedding singer. I'm pretty sure it was, and I'm gonna say she has such a great operatic sound that I think would really transfer well here. So for my money, I want to see her as our Madame de la Grande Bouche, and I think she would be very. She has a very great comedic time, which I think the role would, would she would bring that would be great if she brought that to the role. So yeah, I'm gonna go say for my money, Madame de la Grande Bouche. Bring Kristen Chenoweth into that fold, and I will be a happy camper. We now move forward to Monsieur Dark, or from the Maison de Lune, one of the most underrated songs, not only in the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack, but in general. I'm so mad that they did not put that song into the live action version. But again, I I have more thoughts about the live action version that we have time that we have time for here. Um, and I'm already I'm already ranting as is. Um, and for Monsieur Dark, and this is tough. I didn't even know he was really a main cast, but I'm looking at this Wikipedia page. He's here. Um, I'm. You know what I'm gonna say? 
And it's tough. I don't... This is hard, y'all. I, I really wasn't expecting to have to cast him right now. Um, you know, because I don't... I don't... I want to bring someone dip, someone underrated. But honestly, it's tough because no one's really underrated who I've picked so far. Um, you know what? And this is going to be a strange choice. And I'm going to see if you all... Are, I'm going to explain why. Ross Lynch. I want Ross Lynch as Monsieur Dark. Because every cast needs a celebrity. But yeah, that's not why I'm really casting him. I just thought... I've been seeing a lot of celebrity casting. And that... I don't know why people do that, but they do. Um, I'm going to say Ross Lynch because he... It's not... It's because of his voice. He has a great voice. Don't get me wrong. For those of you who don't know, he was in Austin and Natalie on Disney Channel. He was also on Teen Beach Movie and Teen Beach 2. Um, and more recently, he was in a Netflix film about Jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer. Um, that That's very weird. And But I just feel like he... It would be a very out-of-the-water choice. Um, he has the ability to play like a spooky or weird character. As I just said, he played a serial killer in a movie. Um... But yeah, I think it would be a weird but not unwelcome choice. And it probably doesn't hurt that Ross Lynch is also was one of my very first big like I was a huge fan of when he, of him when he was on Austin and Alley, so that was definitely um something I, I would just be interested to see how he would do that. Um so yeah, that's 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 my choice for Monsieur Dark. Um and now coming to the wrap up of Babette. I'm going to say I want to see uh, Carrie Butler as Babette. And I'm going to say that because Carrie Butler is still a wholesome, wholesome person. She is so sweet. She is so wonderful. She's been in the 2003 revival of Little Shop of Horrors. She has been in Mean Girls. She has been in Beetlejuice. She has been in Catch Me If You Can. Look look at me now, spinning off her, res her repertoire, and yet I can't think of anybody else's on this entire cast that I have casted. Um, but yeah, I just think she... It would be a really interesting shift in role. She's very hilarious, as is, I think, a good deal of this cast that I've mentioned so far. But yeah, I just think she would be really, 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 really good at it. I would like to see her play that role. I would. And I, I originally thought she'd be one of the silly girls, but that's ensemble. I'm not about to cast all the silly girls because then we'd be here for like 20 more minutes of me arguing who would the best three silly girls be. Although now I, I kind of want to do that. That may just be like a bonus thing we do for the next time we talk about beating the beast. Actually, you know what? No, that, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about that. Um... We're definitely talking about that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what we're going to do. But I'm gonna, before we end this, I'm going to recap um, about our cast. So our Belle will be the wonderful Philippa Sue. Our Beast slash Prince will be double-casted as Anthony Ramos and Michael Arden. Our Gaston will be played none other by the great Hugh Jackman. Lumiere will be played double-casted. Um, Christ Christopher Sieber and the great Alex Brightman will be playing him. Cosworth will be played double-casted as well by with the roles being played by Gray Henson and Nathan Lane. And Mrs. Poss will be played by the great Beth Leval. Chip will be played by Gaten Mazzaro. Maurice will be played by Andre DeShields. LeFou will be played by the great Ben Platt. Madame de la Grande Bouche will be played now by the wonderful operatic Kristen Chenoweth. Monsieur Dark will be played by odd choice but amazing talent Ross Lynch. And Bobette will be played by the great Carrie Butler. And wow, that was a quite a mouthful 
Um, but yeah, um, the, uh, this got really excited. And again, that's because Disney is such uh, is something that I can talk passionately about for probably hours and hours and hours if I did. And this is, as I see it, <clears throat> is probably the longest podcast we've had so far. We've reached past the 27, 25 minutes we typically have. So well done on our, our part. Um, but if you've made it this far, congratulations, you are a trooper, you are fantastic. Um, and yeah, I, before I wrap up, I want to just talk about how this is impacting me, because I kind of didn't, I just gave a review and how, what it, what it means to me, but this show, if I take anything away from it, it's that, um, it showed me how you can really, you can portray real growth as an actor, um, in whatever role you're in. Don't just make it black and white. This is, and that, especially with Disney roles, you can portray these roles that seem two-dimensional really well. It all depends on the actor. I've seen showings of this show and of Little Mermaid and of, um, of, oh my goodness, of Little Mermaid, Being the Beast, shows like that, where you think it was two-dimensional, but really, these characters are three-dimensional. If you act them right, if you play them right, they definitely can be. Even the villains, especially the villains. So, that's the thought I'm going to leave you all with how it impacted me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know what my next podcast will be on probably tomorrow. You'll be getting it. Um, and that's going to be, Ooh, speaking of little mermaid, we're going to be talking about the little mermaid next, everybody. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and you know what? I'm going to see if I can get in contact. I don't want to make any promises yet, but we're going to see if I can get a special guest star on the podcast. Yes, you heard me right. We're going to see if I can get a guest star on here. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to spoil anything too much yet, but I'm going to try and see if we can get a, cert- a certain someone who um, was in this show, and I'm going to talk to her about it, and we're going to see what we can do, and I'll see how long we can get her on there, but this will be... I- I'm already smiling just thinking about how fun this, this is going to be if I can get her. Um, but yeah... That kind of brings us to the end. This is dragged on longer than it needs to. Like I say, that's what happens with Disney and when theater. Um, I hope you all enjoy this. If you're all nerding out, I hope you're all healthy, happy, and safe. I know this is a very strange circumstances. I hope this is helping you out. I know this is helping me out a lot because, honestly, the doing this makes me feel good. This is, like, good for me therapeutically. So I'm going to tune off. But, again, thank you for tuning in and nerding out with me about all things theater. This has been Lincoln's Musical Podcast. I'm going to sign off here. See you later.